Welcome to the Viking Podcast with head coach Jace Coburn. I'm Mike Lund. I'm the host, and the Viking Podcast is presented by On Point Community Credit Union. They support Viking athletics all year long. It is Monday, January 9th. The Vikings have finally come home. They will play six of their next eight games at Viking Pavilion. They host Northern Arizona on Thursday night, Northern Colorado on Saturday. These games begin at 7 p.m. Come on out and watch the Vikings play, or if you can't make it to the game, certainly watch us on ESPN+. And now let's bring in the head coach, Jace Coburn, a guy who I happen to know is really happy to be home. Welcome back, Coach. Man, uh, six of eight at home sounds a lot better than six or seven on the road. I know that. But, uh, yeah, we're happy to be home and get out there in front of our fans, and and, uh, we're excited to be home for a little bit. Yeah, 26 days. uh, When we tip it off Thursday, it'll be 26 days since the last home game, and I doubt there have been too many gaps like that. Uh, in Viking basketball history. Maybe one or two similar to that, but that's a long, uh, 26 days, and it'll be the second game in 40 days. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure, but I remember uh, Coach Perry's first season. We played at Cal and the, at, to end the, uh, to go into winter break, and then we played the same exact schedule. We played at Sacramento State returning, then we played at Eastern Washington, and then we played at Idaho. Three in the road on the road to start, so it's been twice in five five years, six years, twice in six years. We've we've had the same exact schedule. Interesting. Yeah, and uh, you know that's the thing about you know sports. You, you're pretty much playing at least half of them on the road. Usually a little more than half because you end up playing in a tournament or two, the postseason tournament. Uh, so you have to get your team ready uh, for those opportunities. And uh, you know the Vikings played have played six of their last seven on the road. They've gone two and five in that stretch. So uh, obviously you want to win more games. You want to win every night, uh, but very close games at Santa Clara. Uh, Cal Baptist was a close victory. Uh, UC Santa Barbara at home, that was a close game. Uh, even though the Vikings lost in uh, Santa Barbara, I looked up today 12-2 and two leading the Big West. They're pretty good. Um, you know, Sac State, Eastern Washington, um, all these games, very challenging, but uh, closely played games and you know what's the mindset as a head coach keeping your team mentally in it when they're on the road they're facing hostile crowds uh, maybe they lose a, a, you know had a lead in the second half at Eastern Washington ended up losing the game you know how do you keep that mental uh, that mental uh, balance up for your guys well I think I think one of the most important parts is is we have a short-term view on stuff and also a long-term view um, you know, one of our goals is just to get better every single, I've said this a million times, just get better every single day, um, you know, and keep that in mind, you know, with reaching our end goal. Um, you know, so I think for our guys, the biggest challenge is just being able to bounce back every single day. And our guys have done a great job of that. Um, you know, and, and we got a highly competitive group that believes every single time we go into a game that we can win. So, um, no matter what's happened in the past, we just focus on that 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 day that uh, that we're living in. And I think uh, you know the bounce back part you just mentioned uh, it, it couldn't have been a better example than we saw on Saturday night. Now, uh, just to review, Vikings have played their first three Big Sky games on the road. Started at Sacramento State, uh, then Eastern Washington, and then Idaho on Saturday. And of course, those first two games you had leads in the second half of those games, uh, but they got away from you. And the Vikings lost. So uh, then you go on the road to Idaho, 
you get that lead again in the second half, but it's a whole different story. What was different for your team? Yeah, no, I mean, we, we learned from the first two games, um, you know, obviously up, up big against Sac State, and then um, obviously it didn't turn out the way that we wanted it to. And then, um, you know, getting down against Eastern Washington, battling all the way back, taking the lead with eight minutes to go, and then eventually losing. Um, so we had two different types of games um, that we played in in the first two games. And, and uh, sometimes you got to go through that as a team. Um, especially a new team. Um, sometimes you got to go through things like that in order to improve. And so um, hopefully we learned our lesson. I mean, you know, against Idaho, I think we did, um, you know, and hopefully we can continue to do that um, every time we have a lead. Well, a couple of numbers to throw out. Uh, Idaho, uh, even though the game was on the road, uh, that was the first opponent you played this season that did not have a losing record, which is pretty remarkable. That's two months of basketball or division one opponent. I should qualify that, but that's basically all your games. Uh, first opponent that did not have a winning record. Um, so that that's been quite a stretch as your team has uh, reached this point of the season at seven and nine, you play a couple of teams this week that are sub 500. We'll talk about them in a few minutes. Uh, so it's going to balance out a little bit anyway for you. Um, you know, looking at the Idaho game, we'll talk a little bit about it. Team shoots 52% from the field and most significantly 69% in the second half. You make the three pointers, uh, six out of seven in the second half. Uh, and, the you know, kind of the star of that half was Cameron Parker. He got going offensively. And then once he got going offensively, he was able to find those shooters and I have to believe as a head coach, your job gets a lot easier when the point guard can break down the defense and score. And if he's not scoring, he can pitch it out to a guy who buries a three. Well, I think it's a lot um, offensively for us. I think it's a lot of, um, you know, how teams are trying to play us. Um, and we've got a lot of different guys who can step up. Um, and we just need to make the right reads. And, and um, I feel like our offense is a pick-your-poison type deal. Um you know, if teams want to try and take away certain guys, then, um, you know, other guys, you know, it'll open up opportunities for other players and then it'll come back around because once those guys uh, start making more plays and stepping up and, and things like that, then it'll come back around to the other guys. So, um, you know, for us, I, I, I truly believe in all the guys that we play out there um, offensively and I trust them all with the ball and, you know, make the right plays and it could be anybody's, you know, night on any given night. And that's the, that's the great thing about this team is that, um, you know, guys are really capable of stepping up within the moment and making the right plays and, you know, not predetermining what to do. And so um, for us, you know, it's, it's a lot about how other defenses are going to play us now, you know, I felt like our defense really carried us and, and turned defense into offense. I felt like our focus um, had a lot to do with defense and rebounding. And a lot of times when you focus on defense and rebounding, the offense comes to you. And that's a lot how we played the other night is that, you know, we focused on defense, we focused on rebounding, we were able to get out in transition, and it's easy to make the right play in transition. It's, it's clear who should take the shot in transition. And, um, you know, when we got into the uh, half court offensively, we just took what they gave us, and um, it worked out really well for us. And, uh, yeah, and I wanted to talk about your bench and some of the guys off the bench playing really well. Um, and what you said just kind of leads into that because after the game I was talking with you and I said, uh, you know, Jacob Iman was having a good game, but he was in foul trouble all night. He was guarding the leading scorer in the big sky. 
Uh, Isaac Jones down in the post in the second half, he had four fouls. He had to kind of lay back. Jones was getting some buckets, and uh, we were trying to prevent Idaho from coming back. And you made the decision uh, to take uh, Jake out of the game for a little while so that we could get a defender on him that didn't have four fouls and be a little more aggressive with him. And if you look at the stat sheet, it's the guy who played the fewest minutes of the night for the Vikings. Kendall Munson played just under seven minutes. But as, as I mentioned to you, he might have made one of the most important defensive plays of the game. Once you got him in there, that Idaho comes down the court again. He gets more physical with him, pushes him out of the block a little bit, and eventually makes a steal, which leads to transition and a score uh, when Idaho's trying to come back. Yeah, we watched that play actually this morning as a team. Um, it was probably one of the biggest plays of the game um, because it kind of ended things. Um, you know, but our depth allows our guys to continue to play aggressively. Um, you know, it allows us to play guys with fouls, um, you know, because like, for instance, you know, when, when Jake had, was in foul trouble, you know, Isaiah Johnson and Kendall Munson really stepped up and, and, uh, you know, I mean, and they, all three of those guys held it down for us throughout 40 minutes, um, you know, and, and the depth like that allows guys to play aggressively, even when they do have fouls. And so, um, you know, Kendall's a guy that I have a lot of confidence in. Um, you know, he's had to be a little bit patient and, and work through some things and, and, uh, but you know, the last two games he's played really well and, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to, um, you know, him continuing that and, uh, being a big part of the team and, and, uh, you know, I know his teammates enjoy his success and want the best for him. So, um, he's an easy guy to root for and, and I really enjoy coaching him, but yeah, it, within, in that moment, Kendall really stepped up and helped us out in that game and, and, uh, you know, basically sealed the deal for us over there. And, uh, you know, the other thing we talked about is you do have a lot of guys with similar abilities, at least in terms, you know, it, you have 10 guys who probably who could start, you know, if the five guys that aren't starting, the other five probably could, and it wouldn't be a lot different. Um, but there are guys that have to start and there are guys that have to come off the bench. Some guys play more, some guys play less. Um, you know, I brought it up to you the other day. How do you keep those guys on the bench up knowing that, you know, maybe they're not playing as many minutes. Everybody wants to play a lot. They're not playing quite as many minutes, but you keep them up so that when they do get that opportunity, they can make those plays. Yeah. I mean, I think you said it. We've got a lot of different guys who could start. Um, we got a lot of guys who could start on different teams. Um, you know, and that's one of the great things about our team is that we have a lot of depth. Um, and when we built this team, we knew we wanted to have depth because of the way we play. And, and um, you know, we knew we needed several guys um, to be able to, uh, be on the floor. And, and I got a lot of confidence in every single guy that steps out there on the floor. Um, you know, and at the same time, you know, these guys put a lot of pressure on me, you know, which is a good thing. Um, you know, they put a lot of pressure on me to, you know, make tough decisions about who should be playing and who shouldn't be playing and all that type of thing. So, um, but I'll say this, like the character of our team, um, you know, the willingness to sacrifice for the betterment of the team, because like you said, we got a lot of guys who can be really good players on other teams, but um, they want to be part of something special. And I, I think that says a lot about our guys' character, in particular, the guys coming off the bench, um, you know, and, uh, you know, it goes, like you said, it goes, it's, it's, it's an awesome thing to have a group of great guys who are willing to sacrifice for the betterment of the team. And it makes it a lot more fun for everybody. And, and uh, yeah, we, we got a special group coming off the bench. There's, there's no question about it. And sometimes all those guys are out there together at the same time. And, um, you know, I, I have tremendous confidence in them that they're going to get the job done because I, I know they can. 
And you've got 10 guys. I mean, everybody on the team has played this year, but really 10 guys that are making, you know, playing significant minutes. And if you look around this time of year, a lot of, especially in the big sky, the, the rotations are whittled down to maybe eight guys, seven guys. Idaho played eight, but in reality, two of the eight uh, only played for a very short period of time. Um, so that is a nice luxury that you have. Uh, even Isaiah Johnson had fouls, and that probably led to Kendall getting that opportunity off the bench. And uh, that said, let's move on to uh, Isaiah Johnson, because here's a guy who's played extremely well off the bench for you lately. He had 10 points, five boards, a block shot, a steal in that game, played about 20 minutes. Um, he's been in double figures the last three games in a row, and I know this bench uh, averaging 32 points off the bench, 13th in the nation, and he's been a big part of that recently and kind of a, a late addition to your program, but uh, what a big addition he's been. He's been a huge addition, um, you know, first off defensively. Like he, he uh, every, the guys laugh, but every now and then I call him the eraser because he just, he makes up for people's mistakes a lot of the time defensively, stuff that doesn't show up in a box score. Um you know, and so he, he's been a lot of fun to coach. Um, he's done great for us up to this point so far. And, and uh, you know, he, he gives us a different element. Um, you know, sometimes he's at the five and we play small. And sometimes he's at the four and we can play bigger. And, um, you know, he, he offers us a lot of different things um, on both ends, offensively and defensively. We can take advantage of mismatches with him too. And, um, you know, and he's a great person, you know. Um, he's a lot of fun to coach. And, and I uh, really enjoyed it. And it was a great, great pickup for us late. Um, and he's helped our team tremendously, you know, up to this point in the season and, and uh, looking forward to uh, him having a great rest of the year. And the other thing I noticed about him, you have him playing at the five a lot or the four. He backs up uh, Jake quite a bit. Uh, but you kind of get him out on the perimeter and you let him handle the ball with a big guy on him. Here's, here's a guy who is a physical strong guy, 6'6", not overly big, but a big guy. Uh, but he handles it well, and he really puts pressure on the defense because he, he'll take guys off the dribble, and you don't really expect to see that from him. So that's a nice element, a little bit of a change-up from Jacob Iman. Yeah, you know, I, I like guys that are different from each other, um, you know, and d defensively, you know, he allows us to be able to do things. I used to say that a lot about um, some other guys we've had here in the past, and, and he, he allows us to do a lot of different things defensively, which on the offensive end, you know, I like to, you know, my, my whole life, I'd like to play a lot of different mismatches and, and look for mismatches and things we can expose on the other team. And, and he's able to do that. So, um, yeah, I mean, he's very, very valuable to our team. Okay, let's take a look at the Big Sky Conference. We'll talk about our opponents this week. Coach, the one thing that we notice after two weeks of play is the Big Sky right now is a little bit upside down because uh, Eastern Washington leads the league at 4-0. They're 10-7 overall. They were picked fifth in the preseason polls. Idaho State, 3-0 undefeated. They were picked last in the preseason polls. Uh, Northern Colorado uh, finished second last year in the Big Sky, the Big Sky runner-up. They were picked second this year, and they are 0-4 at the bottom of the Big Sky Conference. So uh, some very interesting things happening out there and it, 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 do you think this is going to be a deal where over the course of the season everybody's going to kind of come together in the middle I to me it kind of looks like that type of a of a league this year because maybe because there's so many new guys all around the league yeah I I think literally anybody can beat anybody on any given night I know people like to say that sometimes but like this season 
it can literally happen for anybody on any given night. Um, you know, we got a lot of good teams in our league and, um, you know, there, there isn't, there isn't one team in the league that you're like, all right, cool. We're going to, we're going to beat them twice. Like that, that's not the case at all this year. Um, so any win in league is going to be a good win. And, um, you know, whether you're home on the road, it, it doesn't even matter. Um, because there, there's a lot of talent in the league and there's a lot of good coaches in the league. So, um, yeah, I mean, like anybody can beat anybody. So it, it'll be interesting, um, to see how it all shakes out and, you know, to be honest, at the end of the day, it's going to make for a really good tournament in Boise. Yeah, and I, I really think that's true that it's really going to come together in the middle. Usually in most sports, uh, a sport like basketball, right off the top, you can say, well, these couple of teams, they're going to be at the top. And these couple of teams, they're going to be at the bottom. And uh, that's really been turned upside down. And I just, I don't see it. I mean, I think it'd be thrilling if you had 10 teams and, you know, eight of them were still in it with two weeks to go. Um, because they're all, you know, uh, two games over 500 and everybody's beating everybody. I think that that would kind of be a thrilling uh, season to watch as opposed to teams spreading out uh, as they tend to do over a course of a season. Good example, Montana State. Uh, they won the Big Sky last year. Extremely talented team. Uh, the prohibitive favorite coming back this year. Um, expected to uh, win the league again. And boom, right away they lose to Eastern Washington at, at home at the start of the season. So another good example uh, right there, but it's it, it just a matter of, you gotta be ready to play every night, every night, no matter the color of the Jersey. Absolutely. Every single night is, uh, is going to be a, a really good game. I know that for sure. All right. Let's talk a little bit about Northern Arizona. The Vikings play NAU on Thursday night. Uh, the Lumberjacks right now, five and 12 on the season one and three in the big sky. The Vikings are one and two in the big sky. So, um, a victory in that game, coach keeps and kind of pushes Northern Arizona further behind you. So, so you know, not to overstate it, but that kind of makes it a big game right away when you're when you're back back to back in the standings. Uh, the Lumberjacks, led by Jalen Cohn, five eleven guard, averages seventeen and a half points a game. That's third in the Big Sky. He was second team All Big Sky last year. I have to believe he's going to be a focus for you guys going into that game. Yeah, I mean, you know, they, they've got some guys over there who've played a lot of minutes, and, um, you know, obviously Coach Burkhardt does a great job, and, and uh, Jalen Cohen is a really talented player, um, you know, and can really score that ball. And, you know, they've got other guys around him too um, this season that have been doing a really good job. And, and uh, yeah, I, it's like I go back to what I said earlier, you know, every game is going to be a good game. I mean, you could basically scratch out all the records um, because – Every night, anybody can beat anybody. You know, they, they beat Montana at home the other day. And, um, you know, so anybody can beat anybody. So we know we know it'll be a good game no matter who we're playing. And Cohen leads the big sky with 44 three-point field goals. I know defensively, uh, it, what you do is it, very often is you like to get up and you're pretty much switching every, every, uh, every play, or every screen, everything. I think that probably is going to be pretty – important when you're defending a guy like that uh, to not let him get off a ball screen uh, and give him just enough gap to release a shot. Uh, guys have to be alert in making those switches. Probably very important. Yeah. I mean, he's tremendously talented. You know, he's, he's capable of putting a team on his back and winning a game. Um, there's no question about that. So uh, our guys need to be locked into that and, uh, 
you know, we'll come up with a good game plan and, and, and get that thing rolling. But, um, but yeah, you know, and, and the guys around him can really play too. So, um, you know, they're a very, very dangerous team. Last year, the Vikings uh, beat Northern Arizona in Flagstaff 97-76 and uh, at Viking Pavilion 68-67. to Much different game when you played them at home. Um, and uh, so the Vikings will try to continue a winning streak against the Lumberjacks. Then Saturday night, the Vikings host Northern Colorado. The last time we saw them, Coach, uh, it was an exciting night, but a little bit of a disappointing night. Uh, it was the semifinals of the Big Sky Tournament last year. Your team played extremely well. Very close game to the very end. Uh, Northern Colorado second in the league, and they end up uh, winning a close one in the semifinal. They go to the Big Sky Championship game against Montana State, and they return uh, a lot of talent. Of course, uh, Dalen Koontz, first-team All-Big Sky player. Matt Johnson, a third-team All-Big Sky player last year. Got some big numbers uh, from some players there. Dalton uh, Connect is 19.1 points per game. Uh, Koontz, 16.7 points per game. Really talented players. So now I look at their record, 5-11 and 11 overall. They've stumbled out of the blocks a little bit in the Big Sky, 0-4. Big surprise. Uh, this team has a lot of talent. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think what, like you said, I think they're preseason number two. Um, you know, and they could get it going at any moment. We know that. So um, they they got a lot of talent. Coach Smiley does a great job of coaching those guys and putting those guys in in the in the best positions. Um, you know, so uh, and Northern Colorado is always always a tough game for us. So um, you know, like I said, the the records and all that, like. It, you know, when and we're a case of that last season. You know, we didn't we didn't start out great, but then all of a sudden we went kind of our last thirteen, so um, or fourteen or whatever it was. Um, you know, but yeah, I mean, Northern Colorado is is a very very dangerous team, and, and they're capable of beating anybody on any given night. Clearly, they had the respect of the league um, before the season started. So, um, you know, we we know they're a good team and they're well coached and they're going to do their deal and. And, uh, yeah, it'll be a good game on Saturday, too. So uh, as we look at this week's play, you're home for two games. They're, they're conference games, so those are, those are the really most important games of the season. Uh, does your approach or your game plan or your attack or how you coach the teams, it, does it vary any uh, this week as compared to the last two weeks? No. Um, you know, it might, it might even turn up a notch this week because, you know, just because we're at home doesn't mean um, – you know, any point value and, and, and things like that. You know, I mean, we said the bottom line is in this league, you have to play good to win. Like you can't play just okay. And you certainly can't play bad to win. Um, you know, so we got to play good and uh, we got to keep our foot on the gas and keep improving every single day. Um, and just because we're home doesn't mean we automatically win, you know, um, you know, so, but at the same time, we're battle tested and ready and, and uh, we're looking forward to, um, you know, being here and, and showing our fans what we've been working on and, and things like that. So we're excited for the opportunity to be at home, but at the same time, we know we got to get after it. What What are the keys uh, to victory as far as you're concerned uh, in either game, Northern Arizona or Northern Colorado? Is it the same? Is it the same thing, rebounding, defense? What, is there anything you emphasize, really? Yeah, I mean, you know, we have to be us. We got to play our style. Portland State basketball, we got to play our style. Um, do the things that we believe in, do the things that are important to us. Um, 
you know, and we got to defend like crazy and rebound and push the ball and take good shots and be great teammates. And I got to do a great job coaching. And I mean, you know, and players have to do a great job playing. So, um, like I said before, you know, every game we got to play well and we got to coach well. And um, there's there's never a night off in this league. And um, the more times we understand that and play to our capabilities, uh, the better off we're going to be. All right, six out of eight at home uh, here over the course of about a month. Um, You will be on the road next week, but then the following two weeks home for four more games. Uh, Is your family going to get sick of you at all, being home that much? Uh, How how do things change at home, Coach? No, I hey, I think they were excited to see me when I got home. You know that'll change. I've been married a lot longer than you. <laughs> I'm trying to just contribute. You know, I, I try and play my part, contribute the most I can during the season, and and uh, you know whatever, whatever the duty calls for at home is what I need to step up and do. Just like it is at work, I you know I got to step up and do my part at home because I know there's there's uh, long trips where I'm not at home, and my wife Lindsay holds it down, and so when I get home, I I, I got to step it up. All right. Well, she's pretty solid. I know Lindsay. She's all right. Uh, okay, last thought. We can't get out of here without talking about uh, something in professional sports. So this week I'm going to bring up our, a couple of floundering NBA teams. I think you know who they are. Phoenix, your team. Portland, my team. What's going on? It's a long season, Coach. It's a long season. It's a long season. Got to get Devin Booker back. Yeah, they got to get a little healthy. Um, you know, and, that's and, the most important thing. Yeah. for every team in every sport is yep. you have to be healthy. Yep, and get back to playing their brand of basketball. You know, um, but yeah, their their injuries this year have been crazy. Um, you know, guys in and out of the lineup, and and uh, they're out rolling out some guys that haven't been there very long, and and things like that. But um, you know, they're they're a well coached team. They'll get it figured out. And, somehow some way get into the playoffs and once you get in the playoffs i mean anybody can beat anybody so um you know it'll be interesting it'll be interesting to see what they do and if when and if they can get those guys back and um you know hopefully the blazers make the playoffs too because that that'll make it interesting around here and uh um yeah it'll be interesting uh well i'll always root for monty williams that's for sure uh the blazers uh, yeah they've been floundering a little bit they've had a few injuries here and there um, maybe not as bad as Phoenix, but um, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and say they warm up a little in the month of January, and that's an easy thing for me to say because they play ten of their next eleven games at home. There you go. So they've had a schedule just like the Vikings. <laughs> they've played that's almost. It seems like almost two thirds of their games. I, I don't know the exact total, but almost two thirds of their games on the road so far and it's going to balance out here in the next few weeks so don't be surprised if the blazers go on a little run and they need to because i think they're 10th now in the standings yeah all that stuff might even out especially after the all-star break you know all these teams just got to get to the all-star break get healthy and get to playing all right all right coach uh the vikings at home this week hosting northern arizona thursday northern colorado Saturday, both games, 7 p.m., both games on ESPN+. Plus, Coach, any final words on the way out? No, it's it's great to be back home. We're hoping to see all the Portland State fans. It's, it's been a little while since we've been home, and uh, our guys have been on the road battling, and we really appreciate your support to come out and uh, because 
our guys have been working their butts off, and uh, it's a fun group to cheer for. It's an easy group to cheer for. Let me say that. Yeah, it's de- um, definitely an easy group to cheer you know, for. They're a fun group to coach, and they play with passion. They play with spirit. They play with heart, and um, you know they're, they're representing Portland State in a great way. And, and uh, you know we're looking forward to having a good Big Sky Conference season. All right, I'm looking forward to uh, having the guys at home and having those home games as well. Uh, makes things a lot more exciting here around the park blocks and uh, in the uh, Viking Pavilion. All right, and with that, we'll say thank you once again to our sponsor, On Point Community Credit Union. We appreciate their support all year long. If you have any questions for Coach Coburn over the season, you can email them to me, Mike Lund. You can find my name, or pardon me, my email address on the staff directory at gobikes.com. Once again, Vikings at home this week. Come on out and see them. Until then, go Vikes.